It's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. That crazy starts with an earthquake, birds, snakes, and aeroplanes. Many fruits are not afraid. I have a freaking listen to yourself in the world, but it don't need something to your own life. Beat it up and I've got no seats. The ladder puts the platter with the fear fight down. Like fire in a fire, but it's just a gang. The government for hire in the combat site. Like it wasn't coming in a hurry, but the jury's beating down your neck. Welcome to the Doom and Bloom Hour with medical preparedness experts, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy. Your source for information on how to succeed if everything else fails. And now, your hosts, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy. dark heart of the city, a mysterious figure known as Dr. Bones. And this is the Hour of Doom and Bloom. That's right, friends and neighbors. Welcome to the Doom and Bloom Survival Medicine Hour, an era of excellence in an erroneous world. I'm Joe Alton, MD, also known as Dr. Bones of DoomAndBloom.net, where you'll find over a thousand posts, videos, and podcasts on medical preparedness for any disaster. And I'm Nurse Amy, but my real name is Amy Alton. I'm an advanced registered nurse practitioner and a certified nurse midwife. And together we are the medical matrimony, the prodigious pair, the beauty and the beast. Guess who's the beast? And well, we... What? You just called me a beast? No, I just called myself a beast. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Well, we are here to keep the faithful few together, even if everything else falls apart. That's right. That is what we are here for. Friends and neighbors, have you been injured in an accident with a mischievous mouse? Well, our attorney says, don't call me, call Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy. And what are you doing with those mice anyhow? <laughs> Don't Me, if I had tell if the I audience. had Meesey mice, I would get one of those little Ferris wheel things. What are they called? A pussycat? No. Oh, no, a hamster wheel. Hamster wheel. And I would let them have fun every day. Oh, that would be so nice. And you know what toys, kind of they have other kinds of them. fun too that usually lead to thousands of other mice. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe we'll just get, like, two girls or something, and they can have fun doing each other's hair. Anyway, get in touch with us anytime, if you dare. All information given and opinions voiced on Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy's Survival Medicine Hour are for entertainment purposes only, and do not represent medical advice for anything other than post-apocalyptic settings. No contract or provider-patient relationship exists or is implied between the hosts and listeners. Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy strongly urge their audience to seek modern and standard medical care whenever and wherever it is available. Yeah, but when times are tough, you're dealing with stuff, so don't stomp off in a huff. Get some training in medical supplies, and if you do, you might just keep your people healthy in times of trouble. 
in a disaster, somebody's got to take the reins of the buggy. Would you have the knowledge? Would you have the training? Would you have the materials to take over and be the highest medical asset left to your people? Could you do some good in bad times? Well, it's time to show the world you got more sense than a cabinet full of cats and get the training that you need. And while you're at it, how about a quality medical kit as well? I can't think of a better place to get it than Nurse Amy's entire line of often imitated, never equal medical kits at store.doomandbloom.net. They'll help you deal with medical issues you'll face in any disaster. They'll make your home, your workplace, your school, your church safer. And they're designed by an honest-to-gosh medical doctor and advanced registered nurse practitioner. Compare our kits for contents, quality, and cost with anybody else's stuff, and you'll agree that our kits are what you should have in times of trouble. Matter of fact, you want more proof? Check out our testimonials page at store.doomandbloom.net and see what folks just like you have to say about our medical kits and service. On top of that, our kits are approved for your health or flexible savings accounts. Just look at our special HSA FSA section in the store. Well, today we're excited to have our good friend Todd Sepulveda of the Prepper website. Todd is a pastor and educator who started prepping in December 2009. After spending time researching, learning, and prepping, he noticed the need to have one central location where great preparedness content could be found. He started, therefore, Prepper website in September 2011. The website is a Drudge Report-style website that links to quality articles daily. Lots and lots of quality articles, including our own. So more information than you can imagine. He is the information guru for the preparedness community. Todd started the Prepper website podcast in February 2007. Besides staying committed to a prepared lifestyle, he's been reaching out to others by providing quality content for those people who want to be prepared for the uncertain future. And now here's Todd Sepulveda. Hey, Todd, you there? I'm here. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you very much for coming on the show, and thank you very much for, again, for all of the things that you do for the preparedness community. I want to start by asking you a little bit about your background and how you began your personal journey to preparedness. All right. Well, um, for me, it was, I guess, a little bit different than a lot of other people. For me, I consider it very spiritual. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a pastor, so um, one, and, and I work in education. So some, sometimes those things work hand in hand, especially at the end of the year when I am looking forward to the, the next year and I'm on Christmas break. I get to spend some time reflecting and praying and, and different things like that. So uh, years ago, I, I really felt like the Lord was telling me, hey, tell other people that they need to be preparing. And I didn't understand. It, I never really felt like that before. It was always looking forward to the next year. It was always a positive thing. It was always something, you know, something good. You know, let's use this theme or whatever. And then that came across, and I'm like, wow, that was really different and not something that, that I've ever experienced before. So I really did not know what that meant. I didn't feel like it was like prepare for the end of the world, but prepare for hard times, you know? And so I, that kind of started my journey. I didn't know where to go, where to start. And then through some different events, I found some websites, some preparedness websites. One of those at the very beginning was your website. 
And uh, I just kind of started from there, started talking about preparedness, started talking about gardening to the people in my church and to other people that would listen. And we kind of went from there. And really, that's been my journey, realizing that our world is, is very fragile. All the things look really good, and, and we have a lot of the best of the best. We are better off than most people in, in the world here in the United States. And but, but that does mean, too, that not everything, although it looks great on the surface, not everything is perfect. And there's always emergencies. There's always reasons to be prepared. And so throughout the years, those types of things have just continued to come out. And I've really, I've really focused on helping other people, not just the people in my church, but people that I know uh, and people that, you know, on the Internet, just talk about preparedness and, and try to help them be a little bit better prepared. Well, I think you're doing a great job with regards to that, and I couldn't agree more. I'll admit that maybe today, maybe tomorrow, you won't be involved in some natural disaster or car crash or or some terrible mishap, but over the course of a lifetime, maybe the chances aren't so small. So it always makes sense to know how to deal with emergencies, especially from our end, of course, medical, but just in general as well. Now, I'm, I'm going to squ- skip to a later question that I was going to ask you since you're a pastor and since you've brought up spirituality, and I think spirituality is very important in survival. Are there biblical uh, antecedents to modern preparedness? And if I looked at the good book, could I uh, maybe think about Joseph or perhaps some other figures in the Bible that uh, were prepared or, or espoused preparedness? Definitely. I I love the story of Joseph. I actually did a series on Joseph not too long ago in my church and talked talked about preparedness and the reason to be prepared from that. So you find that there. I mean, Joseph wound up saving not only his family. And, you know, when we come to preparedness, that's one of the things that we do it for. Some people get into it because, you know, the, the firearms, the gardening, you know, you have that kind of stuff. But then other people realize, you know, when you get into it, they realize how fragile things are, and, and they want to mitigate any kind of emergency to help their families. And that's what Joseph wound up doing. He saved his family, but not only saved his family, he saved really the known world at that time because it was all of Egypt and everybody else that wasn't in Egypt was coming to him. And so that really speaks a lot to the reasons why we need to, need to prepare. I mean, he was... He had a little bit of insight. You know, Pharaoh had a little bit of insight on, on uh, what was going on. He had the dream. Joseph had the interpretation of that dream. And if that wouldn't have come together, there would have been a lot of people who lost their lives, a lot of people that would have died. And so de- definitely that speaks to that. You have the story of Noah, and you have the story of, you know, throughout the Old Testament where there were sieges, and you look at, um, right before the Babylonian exile in Jerusalem, I mean, you had people doing all kinds of things, right? They were, they were I, I don't even want to talk, I mean, they were, you know, they were getting into cannibalism at some point. And so, because people were so hungry. So there's always reasons to prepare. And so the thing that, the way that I like to think about it is not just, you know, the preparedness aspect of it, but it, it just makes sense. I mean, we look at, Today, this morning, I was reading in Leviticus about 
the, uh, the, the sabbatical year and how in the se seventh year they weren't supposed to they weren't supposed to sow any seed they weren't supposed to do anything like that but the bible said that the lord would and this Levitic leviticus chapter 25 the lord would provide enough food in the sixth year so that they would be able to eat all the way through to the eighth year so when they were in the ninth year when they planted in the eighth year then the crops that came out in the ninth year they would still be eating some of that old that old crop so that's all great and dandy but you still needed to prepare you know it's like okay so you harvest this food and you have this bumper crop you still had to put it away somehow you still had to take care of it you have all you know that aspect of it and then the whole farming and growing and all that it just makes sense because they had to set aside seed for the next year and so when we talk a little bit when we, or when we talk about preparedness it's really easy to start saying, okay, yeah, we, we prepare for this, we do this, we do that. But we, we go back to, I mean, I know this comes up all the time. We go back to our ancestors, and it was just common sense for them because they had to get ready for the next season. They knew that, you know, winter was coming, and they weren't going to be able to grow anything, and they had to feed their, their livestock. They had to feed their family. And so if they didn't prepare, they were going to starve. And so there's you know, that's the way the world lived for many, many, many years, way before we got our 24-hour-a-day grocery stores and big box stores. Very good point. Now, I want to move on to your uh, very extraordinary website. When did you decide that you could provide a valuable service through this Drudge Report-style website that you have? <laughs> well, you know, that was one of the things. There's a there's a cool story along those lines. Uh, when I started, when we started into preparedness, before I really started, uh, well, before Prepper website, I would talk about different websites and different articles with my dad, with my church, and we, you know, we would just with the guys in the church, and we would just get around and, and start chatting it up. I realized that some of the people were going from website to website to website every single day. And, you know, there, there are a lot of websites that do post articles every single day, but a lot of them don't. So I had this picture in my mind that, you know, my dad was going to this website, and he is older, and, you know, he's not as familiar with the Internet, and he was going to this website and, and checking it every day, like, okay, there's nothing there, and then going to the next one, and then going to the next one. And I started thinking, man, it'd be great if there was just one place everybody could go to and they could find, you know, the, the best articles that are out there so they wouldn't have to bounce around like that. I was a big fan of the Drudge Report. I still am. I still go to the Drudge Report every single day to see what the headlines are. So I started looking into a WordPress theme that would have that. And so I found one and I contacted the uh, – back then I didn't have any money. Uh, I didn't have any extra money like that at all, and uh, I contacted the author of the, that theme, and I said, hey, um, you know, could I try out your theme, and if it works out, I will gladly pay for it. And then in the email, I received the link to download it. So I'm like, all right, this is great. So I started doing it, and all of a sudden, uh, I started posting articles, and then eventually people wanted to pay for advertising, and then about six months later, I, I sent him an email. I'm like, hey, I'd like to go ahead and pay for this. And he was like, wow, I, I, I thought you were already, you had already purchased it. I appreciate your honesty in wanting to buy it. 
And so, you know, I just I just went to that, and people love it. From time to time, I think about, you know, should I change it up just to kind of modernize it a little bit more? But from what I hear from people, uh, they they prefer the Drudge Report style theme. They're just used to that, and and it seems to work. So I don't know. I guess I'll continue using that um, as it goes. Another funny bit: my dad was the one who who suggested that I start using the dates. So if you go back to the very early days, I wouldn't have dates on on the articles that I posted. But I, I finally started doing it when when Dad would say, "Hey, I you know it's easier if you can put the dates on there." So we know which ones we've already read. <laughs> I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'll start doing that for you, Dad. And, uh, you know, that's the way it goes. Well, it's just uh, an amazing amount of information all in one place. And I have to say that I, I think that it's an improvement over the Drudge Report. If you go to the Drudge Report, the, you have all this tiny font and just like thousands and thousands of uh, little bitty things, whereas yours are, uh, you know, I can read actually – all the various article headings and and titles much better on your site than I actually can on the drug, Drudge Report. Um, with such a successful website that you have, why go through the trouble then of doing what you did in 2017, and that is start a podcast. We know what it goes what goes into making a podcast. It's not the easiest thing in the world to find the right content and things like that. What about what about that? Tell me about your podcast. Uh, all right. So, man, I don't want to come across as this weird, like, mystical person or whatever, but I, I really don't add things to my plate unless I really feel I, I'm supposed to. And so, like, again, with the, the preparedness thing, uh, with even being in ministry, even the podcast. And so I... For years and years and years, I said, I love podcasts. I've been listening to podcasts way back in the day when you would have to download them and then move them onto an MP3 player. And so I've been listening to podcasts for a very long time, and I always said I would never do it. There's just just no reason to do it. And uh, there was plenty of preparedness websites out there. But I just really felt that the Lord one day kind of tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, I want you to do this, and I want you to do it from this point of view where you're reading the articles. Because there's a lot of people out there, and I, they, I've heard from more and more throughout the, throughout the time that I started the podcast, is they don't have time to read articles, but they have, they, they have the time while they're on the go, while they're driving to work, or they're, they're on a train going to work, or they're, you know, wh- whatever it might be, maybe they drive around, they're, they're, you know, they drive for a daily living, that they listen to the podcast and they and they appreciate it. And so I, I started out, I remember Jack Spierko one time on his business podcast, or maybe it was on the Survival Podcast, he was talking about it, saying if you wanted to have a podcast, you should do it five days a week. And so I started doing it that route, and I went for about two years doing that. And uh, I got to the point, though, where I was like, okay, hey, maybe I don't need to do five days a week. And so uh, probably in the last two months, I've – Really, I've, I've moved to just once a week. And so there were some people that were disappointed because they listened to it every day. But it was getting to the point where uh, it was starting to, to wear a little bit. Uh, I, I enjoy it. There was always a high. I don't know, always a high coming off of recording the podcast. But I could only do it at night because I have a full-time job. And it was, you know, when I would do it, 
the whole family would have to. I would go around to everyone like, "Hey, I'm going to record. Everybody, be be quiet." And uh, so, so everybody had to, you know, for that time that I was recording, and I had it down to where I could record pretty quickly and and get it over with. But um, it was still it was still uh, wearing down, wearing on me. All right. Well, let's go on to I think a very very serious question. It's really a, a tough question to ask people like you and people like me, there's been a decrease in activity from a number of previously active websites, sites that were very well-established, very well-known, and were very active, and now have basically gone silent. What's, what do you think is going on? Is, is prepping dead? You know, there, there's been a lot of articles out there recently talk about is preparedness dead, and the way that it looks right now, it does feel and look like it is on the vine dying. Uh, you and I both know that it's never going to die because as long as there's people living on this earth and as long as there's, you know, life happens, emergencies happen, people want to be prepared and, and know how to prepare. But yeah, I have seen some really big websites just go dead, go, you know, go silent. They stop posting and then the next thing you know is when you go to their website, it's not even there anymore. And that's very sad because there's a lot of great information out there. Uh, I know how to get – so websites that I have linked to specific articles, I can grab a lot of those, uh, and I can I share those out. And I do share those out on my email sometimes, like archived articles and stuff like that. But it's, it's, it's really sad. I mean, it, when you get into it and you realize how many, you might not notice it if you're not hitting all the websites all the time. If you're just on social media, just on Facebook, and you're seeing the things that people post or repost, you might not notice it out there. But there have been some really big sites that have, have gone dead, gone silent. And a lot of that is, you know, when people have uh, started a website and maybe they started earning a little bit of money for it, and then they realized that the kind of you know the money kind of dried up. They just stopped. It stopped being important to them, and that's sad because there's a lot of great information that's that's been lost out there. I think part of the thing is that there was there was always something happening, right? There was always 2012. There was always the blood moon. There was always you know the election. There was always something big that was going to happen that was gonna you know end the world. And people are always waiting for that. And there's a little bit of that preparedness fatigue. It's like, all right, what's going to be next? And nothing ever happening. And on top of that, we, you know, we've been talking about, we've been hearing, and I know that one of the first posts that I ever posted on Prepper website was about economics and the economic collapse and all that kind of stuff. And here we are so far, you know, years and years into the future, and nothing has really happened. And in you and I and everybody really who's paying attention knows that nothing, no fundamentals have changed. Everything has been the same. It's just on life support. But everybody looks at, at it and like nothing's happened. Everything is, seems to be all right. I can still go to the grocery store and get the food that I want. I can still go on vacation. I can still pay for things. So things seem to be okay. Why, why worry about, why live in fear that the world's going to end tomorrow? So I think that's one of the big, those kinds of reasons. You know, some people say that, you know, Trump got elected and he's in, 
he's in office, and so people backed off because of that. If if, if Hillary would have, uh, you know, won the White House, then that that would be uh, a lot a lot more people would be in preparedness. Maybe maybe so. I mean, I I don't know. I just think it's a whole bunch of things that people are just looking at and realizing. You know what? Uh, it was this nice little fad for a little bit. Let me go ahead and move on to the next thing. Well, that is something that does happen. The people just don't realize, though, that, as you said, the fundamentals haven't changed. Things are still fragile economically, and we never know when China is actually going to be successful in becoming the international currency. And Or let me chime up here, since I've been sitting here silently. I mean, we have Iran. I mean, I never thought that they were going to be some somebody who could start World War III, but those people are a little kooky, <laughs> and that's saying it nicely. I worry about some of these people. And just yesterday, the the net job from North Korea decided he was going to test another missile. I mean, we've just got some some crazies out there with that are egocentric and narcissistic and feel that they're they should be the world domination, the the leader of of the entire planet and it's hard to control that right, there's not. always going to be crazies coming out of the closet and we still have them today like we've had them forever I'm sure and not just that I mean there's always a natural disaster there's tornadoes there's earthquakes there's a heat wave that we just went through killed a, a, a number of people, people right there's a heat here. wave right now right now in Europe that's killing many more people because they don't use Air conditioning is no, much over there. Paris. So there, there are probably hundreds of people that no have one. died. In 2003, there was 15,000 people died in a European heat wave. It's horrible. So these things do happen, and like I said, I, I'll admit tomorrow might not happen to you the day after, but over the course of time, well, something, something indeed might. Now you would think that, or you believe, and I believe also that it's important for preppers to stay informed about their world. Tell us about some of the ways that people can get the information they need, the news, the information that uh, would help them in their daily lives. All right, so this this is a a big one for me because I I like to stay informed, and I always believe that, uh, or I've always believed that if you have a pulse on what's going on out there. You can make better decisions about your preparedness. You can make, uh, you can move faster, uh, maybe before things happen. You know, in before the public, general public knows. And so, one of the things that I like to use, and I've always talked about this, is Twitter. Now, I've really in the in the last probably six months, I have really been negative on social media as far as using social media. I've really backed off of it a whole lot. Uh, I know people in my Facebook group probably like, Todd, <laughs> where are you? And, and I've, I've announced it. I'm like, I just, I'm not spending a lot of time on social media. So when I use Twitter, I don't use it for social media. I'm not trying to connect with other people. What I'm trying to do is stay on top of the news. And so Twitter, back in the day when it first started, I thought it was the stupidest thing in the world because all you could do is you could type out 140 characters and send it out. And who really, well, I mean, what can you say in 140 characters? And, you know, probably about two or three years ago, they moved that to 280 characters. 
But the power of Twitter is not necessarily in what you're putting out there. The power is in the people that you're following and what they have to say. So if anyone goes to my Twitter account, they're going to realize that I don't follow a lot of people. Now, I've got a lot of followers, but I don't follow a lot of people. I follow news organizations. So your, you know, the big news organizations that are out there, the big alternative media news organizations that are out there, and you know, other people that uh, that I, you know, believe that I should follow that have good information and good ideas, and I follow them. And so, whenever there's something going on, you can go to Twitter and you can get up to date information on what is happening. So I know we were talking about Iran and North Korea. A couple of years ago, there was a coup in Turkey, and for me, being a pastor and looking at uh, some of the you know the biblical prophetic things that could happen, Turkey um, Turkey plays a part in that. And so, looking at Turkey, I just like, hey, I, I want to know what's going on. There was real time information on Twitter that you were not seeing. You could not find that on you know on Fox News, on One American News Network, on you know seeing that you couldn't find it anywhere. But, or if they said anything, it was just a two, you know, two second little blurb, hey, there's a coup going on in Turkey, right? But on Twitter, you could find out specific information about what was going on. And so to me, that was really relevant. And the same thing on uh, when there's a weather event here in the Houston area, I follow the local Houston, uh, you know, police department and, and weather and all that kind of stuff. So I find out things that are happening, you know, really quickly what's going on here in my local area as well. So I believe that Twitter is one of those things. I mean, you can get the app for it, and whenever you have a few moments, you can go and you can search out, see what's going on. Uh, the search function is really good. Uh, you can search for what's trending or uh, the current news. And, in fact, if you're one of those people that doesn't really, like, you don't pay for cable anymore, right? It's like, I don't want TV anymore. You can, if you have an internet connection, you can get a lot of news on Twitter, like the video news of it. So I was watching earlier this morning. I was watching uh, Reuters, right, and Reuters, sorry, Reuters, and they were uh, they were showing video of the protests that are going on in Hong Kong right now. And so that's another thing to watch. You know, that's another hot spot that's going on in the world. And so th there's just so much information that you can gain from Twitter, but you got to make sure that you don't fill up your feed with following a bunch of, you know, a bunch of other things out there. So like if you, I always talk to, you know, when I'm talking to teachers about using Twitter for education and, and uh, for their own personal growth, I talk about, you know, not following like the Kardashians, not following, you know, you know Hollywood stars and stuff like that, because what, what's going to wind up happening is your feed is going to be filled with that kind of stuff. You want to follow people that are in whatever you're interested in, in in that field. And so again, that's why I follow news organizations. So if there's someone out there that's listening and you want to start using Twitter, go to my, my account, it's just at Prepper website, and then go to the people that I follow because you can click right in there and you can see all the news organizations that I follow. And right from that list, you can follow them and start receiving the same kind of news as well. And so I, I really believe in using Twitter that for, for staying informed, like really up to the minute information out there. All right, I have a question. Do you actually contribute to Twitter in your own way? 
and yeah. it, or you just use it as sort of a way for you to get information yourself. Right. right. No. So um, both. So I do send out automatically from the website. Mm -hmm. So Prepper website automatically sends. So I'm not really sitting on Twitter sending out information like that. There's no way. I mean, that would be a, a full-time job. So there, <laughs> yeah. there, there's, there, there's some uh, automatic ways that, you, that I contribute. Also, when I uh, – and a lot of people follow because of that, right, uh, because of the preparedness aspect of it. But then when I see something news-related, uh, I try to retweet that um, because not everybody is following all the news organizations that I'm following. So I'll retweet that so that they can see it. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's not like hard news. Sometimes it's just information. Um, you know, our, our world, not just our nation, but our world is so divided right now. And I think that's something that we need to be uh, aware of what's going on in different hotspots. Like, for instance, I would not want to be living, uh, you know, in, in Portland, Oregon right now, right? And right. so you, you wouldn't, uh, those types of things that are going on. But, again, like Hong Kong, things are going on. There's, there's, all, there's riots all over the place. We're not hearing about them. The mainstream media doesn't, doesn't want to share information that is going to get, go against their narrative. And so that's, that, that's one reason why Donald Trump is on Twitter. If he didn't, I mean, regardless of what you think of you know, politics or whatever, if he didn't have that source, then there wouldn't be any information going out there. I mean, what do they do nowadays? They report on his tweets because that's <laughs> one way that he can get information out there. And right. so I, I think it's just a, a powerful medium to have. Oh, yeah, it's unfiltered. That's the whole point. It's it's his brain, his hands, out to anyone who wants to listen. Whereas before, all the presidents, you know, they had these press secretaries and they had staffs of people who go out and speak to others. You would, you know, what did they speak to the country once a year? You know, we'd have this big announcement that there was going to be, you know, a, a, an evening with the president and it was a, a big thing and all the stations carried it and they got he got to speak for I don't know twenty thirty minutes maybe an hour if he was like and that was it that was I mean, the once a year conversation you got to have with the it, president if you were lucky and he, whatever he's saying is usually written by somebody else just like uh, maybe the yeah. Mueller report might That's have true. been or That's true. things like yep. that right so right even even you know that that one evening that he captured the attention of everyone probably was written by you don't one. Know person or a staff of right. people. You don't know what he personally or, uh, he or might she not have in the even future was thinking. Might not have agreed with what they were actually saying or been handed it, you know, minutes before. So I, I love that fact. People want to take Twitter away from him. I don't care who's president. I hope everyone who is ever president in the future gets on whatever open source media without filter and just tells us what's happening. Let's us what know what they're they thinking, think. Good or bad. Think. See, that's the thing. Good or bad, I want to know what that person's thinking. I might not have even voted for that person who's in in the office in the future, but I still want to know what they're thinking. Sure. I, I think it's great. Everyone who complains about it, I know he, he's not nice to people sometimes, and I don't agree with that. You know, treat others like you want to be treated, but you know, at least they know what he's thinking. Like, for, for real, there's no filter there. I'm afraid the presidents in the future, they're going to have their, 
Twitter accounts taken away from them. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, be Madam a, President, you're not allowed to tweet today. Yeah, there'll be a law, a law passed or whatever. Now, I just want to be clear. There, there is filtering, and of course, there is. You know, Twitter does shadow ban and things like that. But yeah. when you have somebody right. like um, they shadow ban, you know, a lot of conservatives and, and conservatives have been kicked off and and all that kind of stuff. It's definitely not. You know, that, that's a, a whole other issue. But because he's President Trump, people are going to his profile and seeing. So, you know, uh, yeah. for sure what he's saying, you know. Um, and I, I think it would be crazy if Twitter decided to start uh, tampering his, his feed down. Uh, that would be crazy because I'm I sure agree. he would, he would want to do something about that. Can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. I don't know what I mean, would happen in this country. We're already we're already seeing some some of that, right? So they had all the social media people at the White House not too long ago, and uh, you know there are talks out there of you know looking at at what the social media uh, you know the big you know Facebook, uh, Google, Twitter, what they're doing, and uh, you know figuring out if they need to do something about that or not. So I don't know I don't know what's going to uh, what the future is going to look like for social media, but I, you know, I do think that they see a problem there. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. And it's with everyone. It's, and I'm, and you're going to talk about some other social medias, but it's, it's all of them are, are, they're just not being, they're not playing fair. Let's say that we're on the kindergarten playground and they're not playing fair. What about some other sources? All right, so um, not necessarily social media, but one of the things that I use to stay informed is an RSS reader. So what I was talking about earlier, that you know, imagining people go going to websites every single day to try to find all the you know the new the new stuff. There's so many websites out there uh, that there's no way that you can stay up to date, you know. And and I realized that early on when in preparedness. Uh, I would find a really great one, and then it's like there's just so many, so many great websites out there. So uh, I've been using an RSS reader, and so RSS stands for Real Simple Syndication, and I've been using one of these for a long time, way before preparedness. I was using it for leadership and education and different things like that. And what that, what an RSS reader allows you to do, it allows you to put the link of a website into their uh, in, into that reader, and then you go to that reader, and all the latest articles are can be found there. So basically, you're going to one place, and you're finding all the latest articles there. So I do that with uh, websites. I do that with podcasts. I do that even with YouTube channels because when you see when you go to a prepper website and you see a YouTube channel there uh, or a YouTube video there, it's because I have it in my in my reader, in my RSS reader, and I've linked to it from there. And so that's one way to stay up to date. So if you find some alternative news sites out there, some alternative news sites are, are just putting out a ton of information. Some will just grab some headlines, and, and uh, I guess they kind of do what I do on Prepper website. Um, but they'll do a, a little paragraph and then link to the real article. So you have a lot of that going on. But an RSS reader is a great way to stay up to date on any website that you want to follow in any niche. So not prepared, just preparedness or news or whatever, but uh, let's say you're into baseball, you know, and you find all the, all the websites that you love to go to that deal with, 
baseball, you can put them all in an RSS reader. But I have sections for preparedness. I have sections for YouTube podcasts, and then I have uh, news. I have a you know a, a section for news. And so sometimes when I'm eating lunch, um, I will just go to that news uh, reader, that news section in my RSS reader, and I will just read the latest news that's out there and filter it. And sometimes when I find a really good one, I will save that and use that uh, on Prepper website. So that's one way that you can stay informed. Uh, the reader that I would uh, that I use that I suggest is Feedly, F-E-E-D-L-Y. Uh, dot com. You can I I pay for the premium version, but you can get the free version and get you know do everything you need to do with that free version. Uh, so you know Feedly dot com. There's a lot of other ones as well, but there you know it's it's one way that you can find a lot of information all in one place. There's also I I have the app as well. So uh, sometimes I'll get stuck somewhere you know waiting for a meeting to start or waiting in line or, or whatever it might be. And with my phone, I can, I can stay up to date on what's going on in the news or preparedness or whatever just from my phone. Wow. Let's see. Um, how about Pocket? All right. So Pocket is one. I've known about it for a while, but I haven't used it up until recently. So Pocket is an app that you can put on your browser. So you're, you can have a, a browser extension and they, they also have an app that you can put on your phone. So basically what it is, it's a bookmarking, uh, a bookmarking app. So let's say you find an article that you think is really great and you want to read it, but you don't have time to read it. You can send it to Pocket. So on my, on my browser, I have a little button that has a Pocket on there. I, I click it. It gets sent to Pocket automatically. Now, I don't just necessarily necessarily care to go read it later on. The, the reason why I really like Pocket is that it reads it to you. So it's kind of uh, like, I don't know, like the Prepper website podcast in a way, because it, it's going to read the article to you. So if there are three or four articles that I have put inside of Pocket that I just can't get to, then I will, when I get into my vehicle, I connect my phone to my, to my radio and I just start Pocket and it starts reading it to me. Now it's a mechanical voice, so it's going to sound a little bit more computerized, but they have different kinds of voices that you can choose from, and you can set it to use the best one for, you know, for the sound, right? And so it'll, it can automatically do that for you, but it reads the articles, and it's, I, I have found maybe like uh, if you go to medium.com and you try to add an article from Medium, you can add it to read it, but it will not read it to you. But I really mm -hmm. like the audio function of Pocket. Again, it's free. You don't have to pay for it. You can load it up. You know, even if you're in preparedness, and this is one thing, when, when I moved from doing the podcast from five days a week to one day a week, I suggested this to people. I'm like, hey, go to Prepper website and load up pocket with all the articles from Prepper website and then when you normally where you would listen to my articles on the podcast now you can listen to them from pocket and it does it does a really great job and so I really highly recommend using that as a resource wow I'm certainly learning a lot okay uh, I just went on my app store on my phone and the pocket icon is it um, sort of a red badge Yes. You call that badge with a white Chevron. arrow pointing down. Yes. A white yeah. Chevron, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. 
And so the way the way that you would use that is when if you're on your phone and you're you see an article or whatever, maybe you you're bouncing off of social media or whatever, maybe you're on Twitter and you click into that article and you want to save it into your pocket. You go into the share settings mm-hmm. of your of your uh, of your phone and gotcha. then it says share to share to pocket and okay. then it'll it'll be there. Great. So instead of texting it to myself, I can put it in pocket. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's great. Uh, less texting. <laughs> Sounds good. But that's not all. You've got some other ones here. Well, I mean, there's podcasts, right? Podcasts yes. are, and everyone, li- everyone listening to podcasts are uh, those that are that are out there listening to this one right now. You realize the power of podcasts. There are some that are out there that are just, you know great, um, you know, niche down into whatever you want to. But there's also political podcasts and news podcasts. I haven't found one that I really like. I've bounced around a lot uh, from, you know, from different ones. But I would just recommend to, to look at podcasts in a, in a bigger view, not just niching down. I mean, some people might have started listening to the podcast or listening to your podcast because they went to your website and they might not even use it, use their phone. They might be listening straight from their desktop. I know uh, looking at the, the analytics from my podcast, I know that there are still people that listen to the podcast from their desktop or their laptop computer. But there is a big power in being able to download uh, podcasts to your phone. And, you, have, you know, somebody told me, Todd, I downloaded all your podcasts so that I have them on my phone. So if you know I ever need to go back and listen to something, it's there. It's like a little archive on my phone. And I'm like, well, you know, that's that's a great way to, to to look at it, right? There's so much great information out there. It doesn't take up a whole lot of space. And nowadays, with a lot of these phones, you can buy you know micro SD cards that are humongous and will save a lot of a lot of space. So if you have an iPhone uh, or you know iOS, you can uh, you know iTunes is there, Apple Play uh, is there, and I'm not really familiar with iPhones and stuff like that, but you, you have that iTunes is baked in, made it really easy. If you are a super user or you want to be a super user uh, in podcasts for, with iOS, there are a lot of other apps that you can buy and download. For, um, for any other phone like Android, if you wanted to use something that's free, um, I have used Stitcher before. And that's free, and you can download, you know, download uh, any kind of podcast now uh, that way. Uh, the web, the app that I use is called Pocket Cast, and I, I just really like it. I think it costs two dollars and nine, and I don't have any problem, you know, using that at all. And so, you know, one of the cool things is you can search for different podcasts whenever they're there. And then you can queue them up to download whenever you're on a, on Wi-Fi, so you're not using your data. And once you have them on your phone, then it doesn't, it's not using your data or anything like that. So definitely would recommend podcasts. Uh, I mean, of course, I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but just yeah. go outside of the box, right? Think outside of the box. Look for podcasts outside of maybe preparedness, uh, and, and there's tons of stuff out there. It, it's amazing. The, the market for podcasts is just now really kicking off. I mean, they've, they've been around for a while, but there's really – the growth that they're expecting is, you know, astronomical. So 
Um, in America here, we really haven't taken off as much with podcasts like it has in Asia. Asia is a big, big, it's a big, big deal over there. And so we have millions and millions of podcasts, but they just expect it to go even, even bigger than that. So um, there's going to be a lot, there's a lot of stuff out there. And let's see, I, uh, tell me a little bit about News Hubs. Okay, well, Alt News Hub is a, a page on Prepper website. And that is the second most popular uh, page on Prepper website uh, other than the front page. So what I did was because of the theme, it allows me to basically do a mini RSS feed, a reader, inside of one of these pages. So I've found the, the better alternative news sites, and I have added them to Alt News Hub. And then you can go there, and that updates automatically. So sometimes uh, there's just no way I can keep up with all of those all, you know, alternative news articles that are out there. But people go and they, they just read them from Alt News Hub. And so I, you know, if you're not wanting to do Twitter or an RSS reader, you can go to Prepper website. The little drop down on the top right-hand corner, you can uh, go down to Alt News Hub, and it will bring up a page for you with a ton of articles from a bunch of different websites, alternative news websites, and man, you just like I said, it updates multiple times a day as the feeds get updated. So I don't, I don't only have that alternative news hub. I also have pages dedicated to frugal living, DIY, even conspiracy theory websites. If you want to look at that, um, firearms. If you want to be interested in that, uh, you know. So there's a lot of good stuff over there, but that Alt News Hub is one place I, I know that a lot of people visit because I see the numbers that people visiting it, and it's one of the one of the places where people go to get their news. It's it's a good one. Wow, very cool. Well, of course, we have the old standards, Facebook groups and YouTube channels. Tell us uh, what's your opinion of those. All right, so I, I know that I'm saying that I don't do Facebook, and I really don't. But, and I'm not talking about specific Facebook groups as far as your, uh, you know, the, like Prepper website or whatever. I'm talking about going down to your local area. So we have one for my local area where the information, and it is kind of like a, a, crime, uh, a crime Facebook group. So people are, are posting crimes and what's going on in our local area all the time. And it is amazing because it is, things hit that Facebook group faster than I see on the news, local news, or, or things like that, right? And so it, it's really powerful. So if, you have, you, if you're living in, the, in a neighborhood, try to find a Facebook group that is dedicated to your neighborhood. Maybe find a, a Facebook group that is dedicated to crime in your area. So you can get notifications from that when you go to, if you're using Facebook, and those pop up. So during Hurricane Harvey and during Hurricane, um, during Hurricane, or when we had the tax day flood here in the Houston area, um, that web, so a lot of the times it's just, it's just, they only allow crime on there. But when something is going down in our area, they allow any kind of information. So it was so powerful during Harvey and during our other floodings that, we, that we've had where people are posting like, hey, I need to get to my mom's house that is over here. Can you tell me if 
the road is, is clear or is there water on this road? And people would chime in immediately, like, hey, uh, yeah, I just went by there and no, or I live right bit there and I can see it and it is impassable. So there's a lot of information that helps you to stay informed if you can get into one of these groups, if your local neighborhood has it. And if not, go ahead and start one up. And sure. you know, that's, that's one of those things. People will start joining it. Start, people will start looking for it. And you can share information that way. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing. You know? And it's kind of scary sometimes because when there's not something like the you know, Hurricane Harvey going on, but when there's crime and stuff going on, uh, you know, it can be a little unnerving because you realize what's going on. You know, the news doesn't, doesn't share all that kind of information. And people are sharing out, hey, my neighbor got their tires stolen again, or there was a break-in here. Or it, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty powerful uh, because it is local information and people sharing out trying to keep uh, other people prepared. Absolutely. And it's free which is always nice. You know, these things that we're talking about are free. Um, I do want to mention something that's not free that um, I have really gotten into is I have put up those ring doorbells and floodlights. Yes. I, I had somebody, I, there was a roofing company. It was their second to last day. They had to clean it the next day, but they saw us leave. And we left probably about 5 o'clock and about 15 minutes later, I get an announcement, not from my ring doorbell, because that's all I had at the time. They didn't go to the doorbell. They went to a side window, and they tried to pop a window open. So we're eating a meal, and I have the police calling me that the alarm is going off. Thank goodness. And I wasn't really good about setting the alarm every single time. I, I ran locally to go eat a meal for, what, 20 minutes, 30 minutes? Um, I had happened to set the alarm, and I came back, and sure enough, a window had been popped open, and they would have been in. Wow. And Yes. So I put these ring floodlights on every side of the house. I have five, of, five or six of them outside, plus um, when I did put my ring doorbell, I drilled straight into my door. So there's an a entranceway to my front door that you have to get to before you even touch my doorbell. So there, it's already recording. What I love is it goes into a cloud. I've yeah. had people who have had security recordings into their house, but then the thieves see it, and then they look for that recorder. And they, if they get rid of your file, it's gone. They took your DVR or whatever it was you were recording, and then now your file's gone, so you have no security camera or tapes. So... This goes into the cloud. It's super, super cheap. Um, you can self-install the floodlights that I have. You can determine motion, how far away. You can determine if you want to do everything or, or it may go down to just humans, the distance away from your house you want to monitor. Um, but there are also, the, the whole point of this is there are neighborhoods for rings. So within three miles of your house, and you can make it smaller if you want to be closer to your house, um, everyone who shares a video of somebody who approached the side of their house at 3 a.m. 
or maybe even something funny like we have them up in Gatlinburg at our rental house. I have a floodlight and a doorbell and pretty much every day we're having bears come by. So there's now like tons and tons of bear videos. Um, but you know, there's also the people who pull up to your house and kind of look around and, and they're on video. So I, I love this. It's super simple. I'm not a tech person. I just drilled holes into my front door and mounted this thing. Now I've got to charge it about every three months. It's super easy. It uses a mini USB plug. Um, the floodlights, I did have installed professionally by an electrician because I replaced the current floodlight there so they never have to be charged. I don't have to worry about them at all. They're connected to electricity um, and to their wireless. So I, I love this and the sharing with the neighbors, I'm seeing crimes that are happening within three miles but I'm also seeing videos of them. Hey, this person just stole uh, an Amazon box from my front door and you see the person right and so everyone can say hey oh I think that's a, a neighbor down the street it's wonderful so I, I highly recommend the ring doorbell I have one myself oh, and you like do? you said okay, cool. it was very easy to install and uh, you're, you're right um, it's it's pretty powerful and it's not expensive the, the no. one reason why I didn't go with it at the at, at first is I thought the um, the yearly cost was a monthly cost and I'm like that's too expensive to do that but when I, I have a friend who told me no no that's the yearly cost I'm like wait a minute what no yeah. that's just it's it's a no-brainer to uh, to invest and do that can you imagine if we all have those oh, yeah. down on neighborhood crime I'll tell you that <laughs> yeah you know and so talking about apps another one is I know that we didn't I didn't really uh, say this at first another one that's free is next door the next door okay. app and that is a, a really good one. It is based on, on Nextdoor. And that's not only, that's just, it's a social media. So you can share out any kind of information. Uh, you can find uh, things that are for sale and all that kind of stuff. I found a plumber. I, I needed to find a really good plumber. And I found one off of, off of that. And it was, it was great. I mean, they were very responsive. And so, um, again, that's really tied to your local to your local area and so that's a, a big benefit there you know we are just about out of time Todd we want to thank you for gosh giving us all of this information but we uh, we'd like to of course give our listeners information on how that they how they can reach your resources if you can tell us a little bit about how to get to your website your podcast and you know, any plans you might have for the future you'd like to share Sure, sure. Uh, so, I mean, the website is PrepperWebsite.com, and uh, so that's pretty easy to, to get to. Uh, the podcast, ThePrepperWebsitePodcast.com, there's a link to the podcast from, uh, from Prepper Website, and uh, kind of go from there. So uh, we update Prepper Website every single day with somewhere between 8 to 12 articles of the best stuff that's out there. And uh, even even if you're looking for, like I said, alternative news, whatever, that's the place to go. Uh, I don't do so much on social media anymore. I would promote that, but I, I don't do that as much. I have been encouraging people just to sign up for email, and uh, I've been communicating with people that way more and more uh, instead of using social media. So uh, I do have a big project that's coming out. I'm, I'm trying to provide resources that will allow preppers or anyone who wants to, to take a deeper dive into specific topics. 
So uh, I will be announcing that, that release here pretty soon, but it's something that I've been working on for a while. Well, sounds exciting. Well, we certainly wish you the very, very best of luck in your future endeavors. We thank you for everything you've done for the preparedness community, and we hope to have you on again real soon. Thank you. I love coming on with you guys, and uh, like I've always said, you guys are the most genuine people in preparedness that I know, and uh, I think that everyone needs to be listening to your podcast and reading your books and your articles. So I, I appreciate what you guys do. Well, we oh, were that's saying, so sweet, Todd. We were just you? saying the same thing about Todd. We were the same way, Todd. Good friends. All right. Well, thanks so much for being on, Todd. Thank you. Thank All you. the best. You've been listening to the Doom and Bloom Hour with medical preparedness experts Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy. Check out our website at www.doomandbloom.net for hundreds of informative articles about survival medicine, gardening, natural remedies, medical supplies, and lots of other good stuff. Contact us, send your email to drbonespodcast at aol.com or use the contact form on the main page of the website. See you next week.